Brave a moment with Brenny. A moment with Brenny. Brave a moment with Brenny. Me? Brave a moment with Brenny. A moment with Brenny. Brave a moment with Brenny. Why? Brave a moment with Brenny. Brave a moment with Brenny. With Brenny, let's do it. You are now pressing play on Brave A Moment Podcast and pause on all the distractions that no longer serve you. Welcome to a feel-good exploratory lifestyle podcast where you come as you are and leave a little more as you truly are. Thank you for joining me, Brenny, on my journey to simply be and discover more about myself, others, and the world. For each episode, I invite an experienced guest to help me on my journey by introducing a moment for me to brave or embody for one week, incorporating specific steps, brave steps, while sharing their wisdom, experience, and connection to that topic. I am so happy that you are here listening. Let's get into it. Be brave. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. Her name is Dr. Sheila Sweeney. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brennison, for having me. So, Sheila and... Can I call you Sheila? Yes. Okay. Sheila and I met through work. I work at a domestic violence shelter. I've mentioned it a couple times. I can't remember the very first time we met, but the first time we had like a sit down conversation was through a reflective consultation. We were just chatting and my first impression of her was that she was very authentic and grounded was probably be one of the number one ways I would describe you from my limited knowledge of who you are but the exposure that I've had to you is that you're really down to earth you present yourself in a way that's very inviting yet strong you have this aura and this energy of you kind of know who you are but you're also open to learning you also come from this place of thinking or understanding that Everyone has something of value to contribute. And even though you may, I consider you to be an expert for sure in your field, but there might be something maybe adjacent to that or kind of related or different where you're like, wow, I'd really love to learn more about that and that you're able to be comfortable in your own self to say, I don't know that much about that and I want to learn more. And so I think that that is reflective of self-awareness and different things that we're going to be discussing in this episode. And then my final thought after we're done talking was, wow, I wish I would have had you as a college professor or instructor because those were my favorite ones that they could really relate to you personally and say, I see you, I hear you, I've been where you were in different capacities or I've felt similarly and I can share my journey of where I have been and am going and where I currently am. And so I just love the way that you relate to others and it's reflective in my opinion of how you relate to yourself, but I could be wrong. But that was my first impression of you. Thank you. I really value what you're saying and all of what you're saying is true. Meaning I've worked really hard to get to what you just kind of wrapped all into a how we first met. So I've been working really hard on my own journey always wanting to be me and wanting to um that's who I want how I want to show up in the world and at some point I got tired of juggling all these different components of who I am and I said how beautiful that would be just to merge all of that and allow people to 
to know me for who I am and accept me for that. And if not, then I understand that as well. And I believe there's really um, a lot of value in showing up as your authentic self because I think you invite others to be their authentic selves. Um, and so I will move into saying that's what I felt from you. I felt like our energy really matched when we met. And I was really impressed with you. And, you know, a lot of the um, information you were sharing with me about your journey and in, in getting to the workplace and where we met. And that I, I just really honored that in my spirit. And I also just thought about you even after that first sit down meeting, because I thought about, you know, when people always ask, what would you have told your younger self? I really liked how you put things in perspective and you really had a solid plan. And also I remember you telling me about your overall plan, but you were able to go in and say, you know, I've kind of like done away with that or I've, you know, done some different things and you own that and you didn't waver in it or, or take it back. And I just thought that was, that was truly brave um, and to, and to be in such a brave space at the space and age and generation you are. I, I just felt like that was really impressive. It was really like a breath of fresh air. And again, the energy matched and I really appreciated that. Wow, thank you. I'm like smiling ear to ear because that's such an amazing compliment for me, especially adjusting from someone who has been so externally motivated by accomplishments or achievements. And in no way did you say like, oh, you're so productive, you're mm -hmm. so successful, you're this or that. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So I think this might be like just a little love letter to, to both of us. That's so cool. We'll move on a little bit more about letting the listeners know about who you are, maybe like some of your credentials, knowing that that's not all that you are, but we'll share a little bit about that. So you can, I'll give you the floor. You can just share what you think is relevant and is speaking to you in this moment. Okay, sure. So as Brennison introduced me, I am a psychotherapist and I always knew from an early age that I knew how to make sense out of the nonsensical. Mm -hmm. I also believe in multi-generational healing. I believe if one of us comes in and receives work or does work on ourselves, self-work or even partnering with a with a therapist or another helping professional, I believe that we not only help ourselves in that moment, we help, you know, generations who came before us and generations who will come after. So we're, we're just walking, talking, change, change agents. And I, I have always seen myself as a change agent. And most of that truly comes from not from having a degree, but truly just showing up in authentic spaces and being able to be authentic and just be who I am and have genuine conversations that help each of us learn more and more about who we are. I think that does speak a lot to who you are and like how you perceive things and where you've come from. So thank you for sharing that. I didn't know a lot of that. So that was yeah. really, that was new for me too. That's awesome. And so do you want to talk a little bit about your business or sure. to you? So I have a private practice in the, as I call the heart of St. Paul. So I really thought it would be helpful to plant my private practice right in the heart of this neighborhood and see individuals who don't really usually think they can afford to come to psychotherapy or they don't feel like as black folks or as African-American folks and then extending that to other persons of color, they don't know that they, they that healing is for them as well, that they can afford to come to therapy, that, that therapy is something that's not just talked about kind of in a Eurocentric way or on the TV or think something that is like not obtainable. And so I really wanted to have a presence here. I also help agencies and systems help young adult mothers who usually are African-American or, again, other persons of color who have challenges talking 
to or advocating for themselves in systems that they feel are very oppressive to them. So I'm really helping with that, helping to advocate, helping to hear folks who feel unheard to be heard. And so that's really what my private practice has been about. And I've been doing this now um, almost 20 years and I've not always been in this location, but I really love being in this location. I feel like I am community and I feel like the community really welcomes me here and they really love that I sit right here. And so it's it's it's, it's love on all sides and, and I really love being here. So yeah, so I, I love being doing this work and hopefully the next wave of work is me training other clinicians to do this work and, and kind of have them train underneath me and build more of a, a mental health consortium in this community as well. Wow. Well, I'm sold. I'm ready to be <laughs> your next student. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I definitely feel that energy here like in the physical space too and so I think all of that context you seem very intentional mm-hmm. about like these these are the things that I am doing and why like you are very set on this is the purpose yes and if there's anything that is confusing or lost on that you always go back to that purpose and yes. so I think that's really powerful yes great well Thank you. we'll continue to learn more about you throughout the episode <laughs> but we'll move on to today's topic What you're going to brave today? Today's topic is intuition, how to listen to yourself. Yes, it is. Out of all of the topics that I thought of, there's seven, lucky number seven, for this first season, this is the one that I knew was going to be a doozy. Like I knew this one was going to be the one that was going to have me reflect so much Mm. and go inward there's a lot of things that are more external and cooking and i love that and that's another way to connect with yourself but this one is so focused on being in your body and being aware of all the aspects that make you you which is kind of scary to me to be honest and especially you know sharing that with others and giving myself dedicated time and space Mm -hmm. to do that work we're going to introduce the topic so i love brene brown as everyone probably knows who listens because i think i mention her almost every episode somehow but i love her definition Mm. of intuition which i'll share with you so it's intuition is not a single way of knowing it's our ability to hold space for uncertainty and our willingness to trust the many ways we've developed knowledge and insight, including instinct, experience, faith, and reason. Mm. Have you heard that definition before? I have heard that okay. definition before. Yes, but every time I, th- I hear it, it brings kind of new insight. And I think it's a constant reminder to be intentional and also that faith is okay to have and to bring into some of the conversations that I think in the past we might have not been able to bring those types of words to these types of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think they're like intuition is a buzzword and your gut feeling is a buzzword. And there's a lot of phrases you'll hear often of, you know, just listen to yourself, listen to your body. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that because it's said so frivolously and with Mm -hmm. ease implying that it's an easy thing to do where they're without acknowledging that there's a lot of barriers to being able to do that to being able to trust yourself to being able to discern what is truly you Mm -hmm. versus what are influences from other people in your life or other messages that you've received throughout childhood and beyond yes so i think it doesn't it does it discredits how difficult it truly is to do that and so that's why i definitely wanted this to be a part of the season 
and how it's connected to season one of not so basic basic moments because we theoretically do that every day like we listen to our bodies like oh i should probably get up yes i should probably brush my teeth i should probably eat if my stomach is growling at me like we do it every day and sometimes it's automatic and other times we resist it other times we turn off the voice that is speaking to us and telling us what we need yes. or we ignore it or we suppress it or we distract ourselves from it so i definitely think speaking from my own experience that i feel like i'm very self-aware and i'm very in tune with what goes on in my mind not necessarily my body mm-hmm. i feel like i've been doing a lot of work with that especially through being in yoga school to become a yoga teacher okay. we've learned a lot about how to be in your body how to have body awareness so mm-hmm. not only like just like in a yoga class just understanding where your body is in space yes. in certain shapes and poses can be really interesting like wow yeah my chest is in this way or yeah my shoulders are all the way up to my ears Mm -hmm. and what would it feel like to melt them down my back you know different things like that so I'm getting better at that and that can be scary too for someone who has experienced trauma to Mm -hmm. say okay pay attention (laughs) to all these things inside of you that can be hard to sit with and to fully experience in entirety so sometimes it's easier to Take your little beach ball and push it down into the water until you can't anymore. Absolutely. And so that is kind of my reason for why I think it's important. Mm -hmm. So I guess I can talk a little bit about why I specifically wanted you. So I mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I knew I wanted Sheila to be on the show for any reason. I'd come up with an excuse. But I also thought I wanted to think of... Here's my perfectionism. I was like, the perfect topic. A topic that would be really meaningful. Yeah. Right? So not just, okay, you know, she will eat spoon. Let's put her on the... You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't... Like, it'd be fine. I'm sure you could talk about it. But it's not really reflective of, like, how we've connected Mm -hmm. and the things that I know about you. So I thought that you'd be great. So not only because of the work that you've done and how incredible I think that is. And I think it's really different and important to uplift your voice Mm -hmm. as it's representing like kind of debunking a lot of myths that people and especially communities of color have about these topics of like oh listening to yourself that's a privilege you know that's a luxury that is not afforded to me yes and how to honor marginalization but also be able to say i'm worth the time mm-hmm. and the the investment. So I think that that's definitely something that you could speak to as well. And I'm also personally selfishly curious about your own journey because I know you've mentioned that before too. And as to you, the comfort level that you have sharing that journey, I think is really powerful. So that's my explanation. Sure. Why did you say yes to being on the show? Well, if I can be honest, I said yes to you again because I really liked the energy that we experienced in meeting each other. And when you shared what you were doing in this work, it I mean, like my heart lit up, my spirit lit up. And I, you know, I was thinking, yes, I would do this because you're doing a great thing. You're sending out great messages to people who need to hear you. Like somebody out there really needs to hear your voice and really needs to understand your journey. And so I just really love to partner with someone who is doing something very similar to what I believe in. My whole new mantra for 2020 is if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not doing it anymore or I'm not saying yes to it. So when I read the content of what you're doing here, it really brought joy to my spirit. 
spirit. And I always say we, we never really arrive at our final destination and not to sound morbid, but until like death, right? But we are always on this journey of improving, of learning about ourselves, of learning about others. What have people poured into us? What are we pouring into others? Like all of these transactions that happen when we're in the world and when we're meeting people. And so that's another reason why I said yes, because I really think it's important for all of us to really understand how to read our bodies, how to listen to our bodies. And like you said, I love that you said, this is not an easy process. It's not. And it, and it, and it doesn't happen tomorrow or overnight. It happens over the course of life with different twists and different turns and, and, and different ways to continue to understand how we read ourselves. We may read ourselves today differently than we'll read ourselves next week, next month, next year. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think it's an ebb and, ebb and flow mm -hmm. and being able to sit in comfort and lean into whatever discomfort may come from those fluctuations. What is your definition of progress? Because sometimes you can feel like a bad moment can mm -hmm. be a setback. And yes. you're like, wow, I thought I made so much progress and now I have to start over. But understanding just as you said that it's going to fluctuate, mm -hmm. it's going to be easier some days, harder some days, and being able to still be true to yourself in those moments is really important. So Absolutely. Yeah, that means a lot to me what you said and so i'm super happy that yes. you're here bam so this is the segment where the guest and i kind of discuss different research different topics different things that have come up around the today's topic which is intuition and i think something that i'm learning is that there's so much like it's a loaded word you know there's a lot that comes with it and there's a lot of what I would categorize as prerequisites mm -hmm. to being able to understand your own intuition. Yes. And so there's a quote that I found. There's a lot of boring science stuff that you can find too, but we're going to focus on things that we actually connect with. And there's a quote that Sheila said that stood out to her. So I'll let you read it if you want yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. It says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Yeah, that speaks a lot to values in society and, and also is kind of reassuring for people who may struggle with that. Yes. Because how can you expect yourself to honor a gift that has been discarded mm -hmm. or you maybe have experiences where you've been reprimanded for saying, I don't know, it's just a gut feeling and people saying, well, you need to think with a rational mind mm -hmm. and thinking, just attributing emotions to be irrational. Yes. Yes. Reflection really allowed me in the last three years to give myself permission to pause, mm -hmm. to really think about what I'm thinking about, but it really honors your own thought process and it really honors not knowing until you know. Mm -hmm. And that you can have the rational mind and the intentional intuitive mind come together and work in such great harmony that it just really feels good to yeah. the soul. Yeah, I love the word harmony with that, and I love the word gift in that language because not only is it because we don't think of it that way and it's not posed to us as that, but also that the idea that they're isolated. Mm -hmm. You know, they all of that exists in you already. Yes. Yes. And to act as if you can just cancel out one and focus on the other is kind of silly. Yeah. You know, it's, Absolutely. everything is working together to integrate, to get to that one whatever decision that you need to make. Yes. And that they can play, there's like an interplay that yeah. happens between them instead of saying, oh, right now you're thinking only emotionally. 
Yes. Or right now you're only thinking rationally. Exactly. So it's very interesting to me. So I have a couple questions for Sheila today. And one that we're going to kick us off with is, is self-awareness and intuition work a luxury or a privilege? I believe that it would start off in the minds of some individuals, I would say along the line of culture, race, and experiences in the world of being a being thought of as a luxury and a privilege to I've worked with individuals who have experienced adverse childhood experiences or ACEs or another word for trauma in their life. And it, you know, and have been told that, you know, how would I have space how would i have permission and who am i to think that i could think about self-awareness at this point and also if i think about self-awareness sometimes there's so much pain there that it takes me into something else so intuitively i keep away from it and so i i just say all that to say that i think for some it is a luxury and privilege and for some it is a scary place to go mm-hmm. because of the trauma or or because of the realities of some people's lifestyles where they're not able to kind of tap into that so so in some of the work that I do with individuals around their self-awareness and intuition, it, it's not a thing that can happen overnight. It's something that happens over years. Why? Because sometimes we have to undo what we've been doing. Because we've had so many culturally, sometimes I'll just speak to the African-American community because I, I am a part of that and I can speak to that, that individuals have to sometimes undo what has been done unhear what has been heard but also feel like they can do that in a safe space and in a brave space that would allow them to tap further into their own internal self and what that means i mean it's loaded so i'm saying a lot of these things and it may sound general but because it's so loaded just because of historical trauma because of just some historical experiences and experiences that are happening now i do a lot of generational work so what has been Um, passed down from one's care receiving experiences may be housed in one's body now and we may just continue to do what we're doing because we don't really understand what that looks like or it's it's too scary to go there and think about how do I intuitively examine myself and 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 come to self-awareness because if I discover this self-awareness thing I may have to do something about it Mm -hmm. I may have to go back to a place that has been a really scary painful place and so I think it's easier to stay where I'm at sometimes right not because I want to but just because because that's what I know. The scariest thing I think for people is the unknown. Mm-hmm. So not even going into the unknown, but staying with what has been the norm. And sometimes the norm is painful. Sometimes the norm is not what we want to see happening in people's lives, but it is what it is, right? And so anyways, I come back to that to say that, again, with some some individuals, some people, some cultures, it is a luxury, it is a privilege, and everyone's not willing to go there, even though it's a good thing to do. So if I can convince people in a, in a relational type way, like, let's move together and I'll be your partner in this journey, then people are more willing to go with. And so I think that is that has been a factor in some of the psychotherapeutic work that I've been doing. I think sometimes it's easier for children to hear and listen to themselves because they are so real and authentic off the bat. Like they don't know yet they should be afraid. They don't know yet that it's not okay to say certain things. And so they are they really just kind of give you their raw and uncut self. Some at some point in our lives as we transition during adolescence to early adulthood, we learn to silence ourselves with certain things. We 
learn to push things down and we learn to probably going back up to that quote that we talked about earlier, going to our rational selves because intuitively it's too scary to talk about things that if other people don't find that it makes sense, then we kind of shut ourselves down. We like learn vulnerability. We do. Like kids don't really understand what that means, but they do it all the time. Yes, yes. Effortlessly. Yes, and I love it. I I sometimes listen and watch children and I think, oh, how wonderful and how freeing to go back to that space. Because again, they haven't been silenced yet. It, it's coming, but they haven't been, been silenced yet. So Or some are. Or some are, yes, yeah. exactly. Do the damn thing. Okay, so Sheila is going to describe and explain the three brave steps that she had me do for the experiential week. So the first one is to pause daily, right? So quieting your mind for five minute pauses throughout the day, especially during highly transitional and highly busy days. So during stressful days, that's usually what we think about is this feels really stressful. So that could be a way to measure when it's really time to take those pauses. Some people say they don't have five minutes. So I say start with one minute and move up to at least five minutes. And if you have the luxury of more time to keep, you know, to go higher, this helps to be present in the moment. This is kind of like a pause. You may be, I'm pretty sure they have something like this with yoga. Like they have these, these moments of resetting. So that's kind of like a very similar practice with that. Number two is listening to yourself. And as you described earlier, that's hard. That's really difficult. But that's why we just keep trying to do that and we keep moving towards mastery of that on a a regular basis. So listening to your internal self. What is your mind saying? What is your spirit saying? And most importantly, what is your body telling you that it wants and what it needs, right? And so you talked about like having some of those cues that happen inside, like when you're hungry or like if you have a headache, like you you know, those things alert you. But when we really listen to those, really start to do things preventatively and, and intervene before things get worse. And what I shared with you is that our body will start to tell us what it wants and what is what it needs, for instance, right before we get sick, mm-hmm. right before we feel frustrated, right before we get really, really stressed. And so we have to start to learn what that quiet voice is trying to tell us because it's actually been nagging us a long time before we actually get sick. Our inner selves speak to us and we have to listen. We have to get quiet and we have to listen. Three is give yourself grace when you fail to pause and when you fail to listen. We are really hard on ourselves. Repeat steps one and two. Repeat daily. Continue to go through those steps all the time and I think it could be helpful from from the when you started the journey for the rest of your life. These are really important steps to really take seriously. Mm -hmm. Let's see how I did then. Okay. Diving deeper. After I read your steps, I said, okay, let's do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pause daily. I set like three alarms throughout the day. And then I like set a timer on my watch for five minutes. On the weekend, I started out in the morning and I've shared this before on the podcast, but I'm not a morning person. I definitely thrive in the evening. So I acknowledged that and I was like, okay, well, let's try to address that. And I wanted to try something different, but a friend got me a coloring book a long time ago to help me like just do something. And she said, this isn't for you to do something mindlessly. It's Mm -hmm. for you to just be present and do something where there's no goal. It's to just 
be with you in the paper and so i did that and i put some headphones on and i listened to some like instrumental mm -hmm. music so no words because i get distracted yeah. by that very easily and so i was thinking about what's the difference between so i was thinking i was thinking about your steps as i was coloring and i was like okay so one of the keywords is pausing and i'm kind of doing that now because i didn't just immediately spring out of bed and go to the gym and do mm -hmm. all these things i took a minute just to pause and mm -hmm. say let's like regroup and because i like to do something i was like coloring is still doing something but it's not too stressful or anything so i was thinking what is the difference between hearing and listening and i think about that a lot with in like interactions with people i feel like i'm a pretty good like empathetic listener where mm -hmm. i can reflect on what they're saying and and they feel like it's resonating with me and i'm understanding and not just okay i'm hearing to respond or different things of that nature but i've noticed i don't afford that to myself mm. of being able to because i hear it oh i hear all the things nagging me of like oh you know you've had to go to the bathroom for like two hours and you've been saying oh one more email one more email yes. and you haven't gone i can hear it but it's not i feel like the the difference between hearing and listening is listening is you're actually taking actions that are in alignment with what you're telling yourself. And I feel like that's the part that I struggle with is like actually doing things that honor what I'm saying. Yeah. So I wanted to learn more about my self-awareness. Okay. So then I started Googling things and that's where I found these archetypes. So it's called the four self-awareness archetypes. And I was thinking, what am I? And I know what I want to be, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So like, to me, I want to be this archetype of aware. So you know who you are, you know what you want to accomplish, and you seek out and value other people's opinions. And this was kind of created for leaders and leadership and stuff, so it has some language around that. But I would say what I am and have been for a long time, but I'm trying to transition, but for a long time I've been a pleaser. Okay. Right? So I have that says high external self-awareness, which they define as understanding how other people view us. So like our values, our passions, our, as our aspirations, our reactions. And so I feel like I do have a good sense mm -hmm. of what other people expect of me and how they view me. But then it says that I would mean I'm low on internal self-awareness, which they define as how clearly we see our own values, passions, aspirations, fit with our environment, reactions, and impacts on others. So I guess that's the one if it had to pick one of those because I don't think I'm fully aware yet. But I think I will choose to please mm. before always honoring, right? So it's like I know what my values are, but sometimes I don't honor them. And I do that because I am trying to please someone else or make someone else happy or do what they, what I think they want me to do. Yeah. Do you want to reflect on anything I've said before before I launch into something else? No. No? I think it okay. sounds good, yeah. Okay, so the other thing I thought about was authenticity, right? So I was like, okay, all that's why I mentioned I prefaced it earlier in the episode of so many things came up during this. Like it wasn't just intuition itself. So I thought about I want to be authentic and that was something that was one of the whole reasons why I started this podcast was what does it even mean for me to be authentic? And so one of the definitions, and I think again, this is from Brené Brown, she talks about it being the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. So it's a definitely situates you in the present moment mm -hmm. of this is who I currently am. 
And then also saying like we're letting go of what we think we're supposed to be. So that could be internal and or, or external too. So it could be, oh, how does my mom view me? Mm-hmm. Or what do I expect from myself instead of just who actually are you you know so I was like that's a good place to start so I definitely like did some journaling about that like what are my values what are my goals how would I describe myself to someone who doesn't know me which is really hard for me what are my habits what are my passions so just trying to get a better sense because I haven't done that in a while Mm -hmm. and everything is it changes so fast it's already March and I just feel like time passes without me sitting down with myself and saying, who who are you and what's going on? How have you changed and what are things that have remained the same? Yeah. And then also self-compassion. So that's another thing I really struggle with. Again, Brenna Brown breaks it down to three different parts. So she talks about self-kindness as being warm and understanding to ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate rather than ignoring our pain or flagellating ourselves with self-criticism. So I think that's something that I can definitely extend kindness to other people. It's so natural to me to think about like if someone is feeling really down about themselves, I'll ask them all these questions and show them grace and kindness of, well, consider this, consider that. But when it comes to me and I'm like, there's no excuse. Mm Bottom line, there's no excuse for you to be feeling this way or doing this to yourself or whatever the case may be. I'm just so quick to turn on that inner dialogue that says you need to do better. Is that something that resonates with you? Yeah. Of of how that relates to intuition? Because if you're not kind to yourself, it's hard to even be open, as we were talking about earlier, to hearing what you have to say. Absolutely. I agree. You have to be kind to yourself, just like you described in being kind to other people. And we're always taught to, taught to be kind to other people, but we also have to think about how do we turn that around and be kind to ourselves. I always like sometimes I I want to test people and say like now like one of your worst fears or one of or one of your worst insecurities, for instance. If I'm like, what if I called you that? Like I didn't I didn't warn you first, and I called you that you will be really upset with me. Like, you would not speak to me. Like, you know, there would be all these behaviors that would come after that. And like, well, look at how many times we call those things to ourselves. And we don't, you know, and we, we accept them. We're like, okay, sure. You know, so what if we treated ourselves in that same respect as we treat others and how we want others to treat us so we, we turn that around and treat ourselves that same way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's also hard to give someone something that you don't have. Yes. Truly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And then common humanity. So she talks about that as recognizing that suffering and feelings of personal inadequacy are part of the shared human experience. It's something we all go through rather than something that happens to me alone. Mm -hmm. So I think you definitely spoke to that earlier of we want to feel that sense of belonging and sometimes our imperfections or what have you makes us feel disconnected Mm -hmm. but really you're not that special you know like that's something like for me personally like when I get in my head about something and then I hear someone else explain it and they're like oh I've experienced that too and like oh Mm -hmm. you too like oh and then there's the whole process that happens too but just like that's what comes with being human Mm -hmm. and being able to accept that can help you like everything is integrated for me like if you have an understanding of common humanity you're able to give yourself self-kindness with a little more ease because you have that understanding 
of it being maybe not like a universal experience, but something that is shared yes. with other people. Yes, shared meaning and shared experiences. Absolutely. Kind of the days that follow, I one day in particular, I woke up and I told myself, okay, I'm gonna practice mm -hmm. actually doing the thing. So I said, every time I have a thought that comes into my mind, I'm just gonna do it. Okay. So that was cool for me because then I can remember, oh, remember when you did listen to that and you weren't happy with it. Mm -hmm. So then I think that was something that I helped me with the step of listening. Okay. Because then I experienced what that really was for me. And then I tried to incorporate like the bo both of those steps. So scheduling like in the calendar because I live off of Outlook. Mm. It used to be Google Calendar when I was in school, but now it's Outlook. And so... I like try to put those in, especially in the middle of the day and before the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like sometimes I'll just be frantic and be like, oh, you know, I should really leave the office because I don't want to get overtime, but I really need to finish this assignment. I think that mindfulness does come back in that of like to be, to follow your intuition, you have to be in the present moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for me, definitely found that I was still able to find time to do because that's definitely an excuse I told myself too. I was like, I don't. I guess you do have time. Mm -hmm. Like me personally speaking to me, I know everyone has a different life, but you make the time for things that are important to you. Yeah. And if you value and say that there's importance in practicing this, you're going to find the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Is kind of like my philosophy. Yeah. But that's kind of like how I experienced it, and I'm excited to continue to grow in that, but that's how I embodied your steps. So I'm ready for any feedback, <laughs> reflections, and then we'll go into the score. Okay. So I'm just gonna give a, a short you know, piece of feedback, um, but integrating something that I've been trying myself with these same exact steps in that I found myself really gasping for air in 2019. Mm. I was taking on way too much. I was saying yes to more than I needed to be saying yes to. Um, and even though I could I could do these things, I could carry these tasks out, what I was finding myself doing, and by the end of the year, like as we get closer to the holidays and all those d different things, I found myself gravely exhausted. Mm. And I said to myself, if I just keep putting these five minute increments into my daily schedule and into transitioning from one task to another. That would actually give me space to not at the end of this year coming up to feel so exhausted mm -hmm. and like really running to that vacation or those two weeks off that I always take at the end of the year that I could actually fully enjoy my two weeks off without it being something that I need to recover from as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those five minutes are recovery breaks that we all need. And it also helps us. I always think about it as a mental file. We file one thing that we were doing and we take out the file for the next thing. But it's really just thinking about how long would it literally take me to walk from my office to a file cabinet and unlock it and take out the file. That's probably about, you know, three to five minutes. But that we should give ourselves that grace every every day and between tasks. Not only are we helping ourselves, we're helping other people so that when we are with them, we are fully present. So that's what I've been doing for myself. So that's kind of the integrative work that I've been doing to integrate these steps also into my my own life. And the feedback for you, I would say, is that you are definitely and have tackled what it is to define what those steps are. Asking yourself a realistic picture of what might this look like in my life 
kind of like throughout my day, morning, noon, and night. Like where do I thrive and where are there areas that that's just not who I am like in the morning and knowing that I think is half the battle because a lot of times we don't know ourselves enough to implement some of these steps. So I would say the feedback is that you are you are grasping it, you are kind of analyzing it, going into it, seeing what, what will work and your willingness to continue to move into it and keep doing it and not just do it. I don't hear you saying you're just going to do it for this segment. I hear that you really are, you know, like incorporating these things into your life now and hopefully forever, right? So that's the feedback I would give to you. And I think that moves us into the score. Yeah. So now I'm analyzing. Yeah. I'm over analyzing the score a mm -hmm. little bit. And I'm just going to be honest. I think the first thing that I thought in my mind is that I can't, I definitely cannot give you a 10. Why? Because we, we, if I gave you a 10 there, that means there's no room for work right? You already have arrived at that place. And then I went to a seven, right? Because I'm thinking, well, that sounds, you know, that sounds like a good number. You have, you've done a lot of work around this. And then to be honest, I went down to a five, right? Mm -hmm. And then I said it, but, but is it really speaking to the work that you put in here? It doesn't. So now I'm, I'm more at a range between five and seven. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. One, because I want you to keep doing this work and I want you to only do it in small incremental steps, really like model this for the rest of your life. So you shouldn't really arrive at a 10 until you're like near retirement. I'm just going to be honest, right? But maybe that's not like where you were going with this. But I also would say like realistically that I, maybe this is a psycho, <laughs> the psycho um, therapist in me and that I realized that because I do this as well as you were talking and explaining to your audience about like what you're doing, you also went in and you did a lot of, you did a lot of work. You went in and did a lot of work. And so what I would want you to do to probably increase that score is to suspend the work. Suspend. I mean, you're a doer. You can't help that. You are a doer. That's going to be hard. Suspend the work and just be. Yeah. That's where that's where the score is coming in. Not that you don't have the drive and the motivation and you your the braveness, all of that is there. But because you're a doer, you are still incorporating that doing into your work and and need to give yourself again some time to not feel guilty, but intentionally not do or not think about anything and just be. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay. How does that, I mean, no, how, do, that how does makes, that sit with you? I honestly, well, with the scores, every person approaches it differently. Yes. So I love hearing your thought process for that. And I would definitely agree um, that I could have been more in my body and shared more about and reflected more about what that experience is like rather than here's what I did, mm -hmm. you know, instead of saying this is what it felt like for me to honor my inner voice. Like I didn't even talk about that because in my brain, I'm still not attributing as much value to that as to here, look at these fancy graphs that I found and these different things. So I think uh, you definitely saw saw right through that. But yeah, I, I assumed that out of all the scores, this would be the one that's the lowest. Okay. But I do like what you said. Of, and of course, as like an overachiever, um, you make, I want to have a 10. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like 
honor the voice of me that's saying like wow you should have put in way more effort but also say hey like this is this is amazing like this is a great opportunity for me to continue to grow and say yes you have strengths and these are what they are but then here are other things that you can really focus on and I like that you said it's a lifelong mm -hmm. journey and mm -hmm. it's not just something that you can do in one one podcast episode or one single week and so uh, I really enjoyed the steps and will definitely continue to incorporate them and talk about that with others and how they're able to, like what their relationship is with their inner voice. So yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be good. And can I make one statement, just kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, because I know, because the energy matches with you as the host, be, my thought process knew that that score would not sit right with you, right? Like I knew that, again, kind of like, what do you call yourself? Kind of like a re recovering... Recovering over Overachiever, yes. Like... Be because you shared that with me the first time we met. Um, and I know that's hard because I, I too am a person who always wants to get uh, like a high score. Or just do... I'm a doer. So I, I recognize that well in you. And again, I want to really highlight that it's not that you aren't or weren't doing it at all. I feel like we, are, as doers, we have to... So I'm going to give you an example. For me, I want to do, 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 do. I want to. Like, I want to take so many more classes. I want to, like, step up the ladder more. I want to do all of those different things. But I also have to... The bigger voice in me is to say, you have, you have achieved this. You have achieved that. You have gone to these classes. When are you going to do that? Like, when are you going to... So no more training, no more schooling, no more researching. The information you have, when are you going to output that? Mm -hmm. So that's partly why... So if you can actually think of the score as not a low score, but thinking of it as... And I'm not saying that you are, but I, I'm embodying the same feeling sitting here with you right now. But thinking about it as you have so much knowledge, you have so many skills, like you have so much that you have inside of you. Now it's, again, I think one of those brave steps would be for you now to trust yourself to just be and sit in it. Mm -hmm. That's where I think when we think about a score, uh, which is so probably against what I do anyways, I collect narratives. I really don't give like the quantitative approach, but the, the so that's why I had to couple it kind of like a mixed methods. Yeah. Couple it with <laughs> qualitative words and a narrative because um, you are great, but I don't think you're going to move forward with everyone telling you how great you are. I think you are going, and I'm not saying you're looking for that. I just mean that you have so much stuff inside of you that I can't wait to see the end results of all of these things that you are doing and your adventure of braveness. This is excellent. So you definitely get a 10 in that from, from my book, but I think for you to slow down and really embrace everything great about you, that's going to be your challenge, but it's going to be so wonderful when you can really hear you because I can hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you, I see you, and I can't wait to see what I see out there um, that's coming to us. I think this is huge. What you're doing here is huge. Um, so thank you for allowing me to be a part of this on your journey. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. Yes. I'm going to cry. <laughs> wow, well, thank you. We're going to transition into the very last thing. You are not alone. 
So this is the part of the episode where I remind you that you are not alone. If you have struggled with self-awareness and intuition and honoring yourself and self-criticism, everything we've talked about, know that you're not alone. You have me right there next to you uh, working through how we can we can better be how we can be better to ourselves, honestly, is how I view it. So let me know if you agree with Sheila, if you would give me a 5 to 10, a 5 to 7 score, if you think I have some work to do, any, share your experience and your journey with intuition and listening to yourself as well. Uh, Feel free to call in or also send me a message on social media. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode on intuition. We hope it was interesting for you to hear about our journeys with intuition and helped you in reflecting on your own journey and maybe gave you some tips if there's something that you want to try out or if intuition and listening to yourself is something that you want to pay more attention to. Huge thank you to Sheila, Dr. Sweeney, for being on the show, creating the brave steps, and for sharing her knowledge and experiences. So Sheila will be announcing the next episode's topic, which is... Rest. Rest. Please check out the resource page of the website, www.bravemomentpodcast.com, and the blog for this episode, which includes all the steps and resources. If you're not already doing so, follow BAM on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Brave Moment Podcast. If you'd like to receive emails whenever a new episode is released, visit the bottom of the homepage of the website to sign up. And that's a wrap. Thank you.